today is also Friday, January 19th. Uh, we're doing a double record here because we took such a long, uh, long hiatus. And this is this is uh, episode three of season two. Hi, Josh. <laughs> Hi, Eric. Careful in the minefield. Yeah, indeed. Uh, so uh, today I'd like to talk about um, gender and the Barbie movie and uh, primate mating systems. And originally I'd been thinking about uh, talking about how... Um, the mating systems of uh, the uh, the great apes uh, influence uh, modern gendered society, uh, and then I saw the Barbie movie, and said, "Oh, <laughs> well, as a society, we're talking about this." Yes, and, we are. Uh, it was uh, it was it was much more fun than I thought. Uh, I I had expected something very lightweight and 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 just sort of a girly, lightweight, kind of whatever it is. And that is not what it was. No, no, Greta Gerwig is not a lightweight. And it was, it was no. much more interesting than I'd expected. It didn't, it didn't really um, extend the conversation, particularly in most ways. Uh, I, I, I think it was mostly covering well-trodden ground. It enabled the conversation. But it definitely enabled conversations. Um, and what it really did was uh, focus on gender stereotypes, mm -hmm. which is a little bit different from what I was thinking about with the primate mating systems, which was uh, sort of uh, gendered society, gender social relationships. Mm -hmm. And the Barbie movie was more focused on personal gender stereotypes, uh, like how you are as a person as a person with a gender. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's a little bit different, but I thought it would go well together since it was, you know, they're both... Roughly well, talking except, about the same topics. At the, at the end, she actually becomes physically gendered, but well, she eventually has a vagina. Is that the same as gender? And that's sort of what's being explored well, the entire is, time. Is, yes, that is the issue, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and uh, this, this, this is sort of where things become problematic, and there's an entire minefield, and it's difficult to talk about something that is linguistically a binary and we now no longer live in a society that is defining gender in a binary terms necessarily yeah um the larger society certainly still does but those of us who are progressively minded are realizing that that is a limiting way to look at the world uh and it is what i would call overly determined that um things are too much one thing or another and um the world isn't really like that and that uh, a, a less uh, determined uh, set of genders in the world, um, I think, actually reflects reality better than a purely binary one. And this is coming as a biologist. So, uh, you know, as, as, as a biologist, I understand that there, are, that there are males and females, right? So we have this, you know, perfect binary situation. But it is in no way really that, right? These are sets of behaviors and there are sets of physiology. I mean, well, I mean, there's there's an egg and there's a sperm. Exactly. And that's right. And that's that that that's, that that that's like hard fact physiology binary male female. But um, you know, there's 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 many sort of intersex kind of things. These are rare. Uh, you can be XXY, XYY. We are not eggs. Or right, sperms. right, we are right. People. So we have we. So there's 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 chromosomal differences, but but it's 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 well well beyond that. Um, so, for example, uh, my female dog acts like a female dog. I mean, that's a misnomer. Female dog is like dog means male, but whatever. Um, my bitch uh, <laughs> is 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 a female, uh, and she uh, acts like a female dog because that's how they do. They they they, they squat to pee, uh, and they um, uh, you know 
uh, will will um, you know lower their hind end submissively. That's that's a female behavior. But and if I lie on the ground, suddenly she acts in a much more masculine way and starts trying to hump my head. You know, this is a male activity. Uh, female dogs will sometimes raise their leg in a male activity. So the the actual behaviors for animals are much less fixed than we normally think of them, and that they're somewhat um, dependent and society uh, uh, um, influenced. So, for example, um, hyenas—the the, the way we interpret them are society. No, 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 no. These, I, I, you know, um, you know, the 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 actual like. When a dog grips your leg and starts humping your leg, that mm. is an absolutely male activity. That is mm-hmm. not interpreted. That is a biologically yes, yes, determined. Yeah, okay. It is what you do okay. if you have a penis right. and you want to put it in a vagina. Right. Okay. It is, that is an only male, you know, purely mm-hmm. binary kind of situation mm-hmm. that my female dog does. She's, I wouldn't say that's a trans behavior. It's just <laughs> she's doing what dogs do. Yeah. And there's there's a variety of behaviors that dogs can have. Yeah. And we generally put them into this binary system, but it's not nearly that cut and dry. That's what I meant, the way we interpret it. The way we interpret right. it. And that this is normal, that that th- these kind of non-binary behaviors are normal. In the animal world. In the animal world, which is fundamentally binary at sort of a chromosomal level, but not even necessarily that. Uh, for example, uh, when there are dizygotic twins and one is male and one is female, not only are there hormonal influences each twin on each other uh, in the uterus, but um, they have found Y chromosomes in the brain of the mother. So some of the fetal tissue is not only getting through the placenta, which it's not supposed to do, but then getting all the way to the brain, which it's really not supposed to do. Of the mother? Of the mother. So it's and, crossed two barriers and that it's not supposed to. That it's to. not supposed to. And she becomes a chimera. So these are things that have only been able to be done with, with the way modern genetics works. If you want to look for something, you put in a primer for it. And it makes, um, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it makes, you know, billions of copies of whatever that thing you're looking for. And so even very small amounts can be amplified to the point where you can find it. And so if you put a Y chromosome in, no one would ever do this for a female, but they started trying and they found Y chromosomes in the brains of mothers who had had um, male children. Wow. Uh, And they found it was uh, partially protective against Alzheimer's. So it's not just that this exists, but there's an actual physical like benefit to it. Uh, to having this Y chromosome in your, in your brain starts to change the way proteins are, are, are encoded in the brain. So this, this even, even at, a, at a very, very basic cellular chromosomal level, the, things are not perfectly cut and dried. And when you get to where you're looking at actual mating behaviors, so for example, if um, you know, there, there were interesting uh, situations where uh, uh, due to some pollution, uh, some endocrine disruptors, all the males were no longer interested in the females in a, in a group of gulls in, in New Jersey. Um, so the females started cohabitating and laying all their eggs in the same nest. The, the, the researchers were counting gull eggs and they discovered that suddenly they doubled the number of gull eggs and had zero chicks. And they were going, what the heck's going on? And they realized what had happened is um, the females had just adjusted their behavior 
because they needed a partner to nest with. Right. Um, it didn't work out biologically for them, but it, but it satisfied their behavioral needs. Now they had a partner to nest with. Um, so there's, there's a ton of flexibility at essentially every level within the biological world. And um, gender is both biologically and societally determined and evolutionarily determined, but it's not fixed. Uh, it tends to be binary, but there's a lot of gray areas and movement within it. Uh, so, for example, um, uh, hyenas, uh, the, the female hyena is the uh, dominant member of uh, her group of hyenas, uh, her, her pack, I would guess I would call it. Um, don't know really. Good. Cats have prides. Mm -hmm. Wolves have packs. Hyenas are sort of halfway in between the two. We'll call mm -hmm. it a pack. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a pack of hyenas. All right. Um, I, she not only has stereotypical male behaviors, uh, but um, actually develops what... It's called a pseudo penis. It looks like a penis and looks like a scrotum uh, just from, uh, you know, her own anatomy is now formed this thing that looks like one. So when she goes and dominates the other hyenas, she's going to mount them and press against them with her pseudo penis and act like a male. And so this is part of her whole dominance display. It's part of her dominance behavior. So sex and gender is not always about reproduction. It's also about dominance relationships. It's about uh, position in, in, in a hierarchy and relationships. Uh, and so uh, the concept of uh, biological gender can include hierarchical relationships and is also fluid, where, where um, you know, it, it's often accusation about a dominant woman appears masculine um, because we associate dominance with masculinity. And this is, this is something that's part of biology. Uh, and these associations are, you know, absolutely part of the way certainly vertebrates, higher vertebrates work within a, a, a you know, biological duality. Uh, that there, 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 is, there is much more fluidity. So anyway, let's get to the, the Barbie movie. I, I, I want to talk about uh, what gender stereotypes are. For, for, for me as a biologist, the interesting thing was that you have these extreme gender stereotypes without any sexuality. So they, they have no genitals. Uh, and that, that, that's, that's um, important for Barbie, but it was really important for Ken. Uh, and it became um, sort of a part of the analysis of their relationship uh, was, you know, he could only have a good day if she looked at him. Uh, and, 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 that, and that was really, really clear. And so um, what, that, what that made me think of was, was incels who are, you know, basically miserable people because a woman won't have sex with them. And that uh, he lives in a, in a world of, of, of essentially pure desire with no gratification. Uh, and he's always, always wanting that gratification from Barbie, uh, but it's never going to last beyond she looked at him that day. And there, there, there's, there's no further to it. And the other uh, interesting thing is... Um, after removing the sort of um, uh, I, I, I sexual male-female relationship aspects, he started looking really gay in a way that um, friends of mine, uh, when they saw the movie before me, uh, said, look, as a gay man, this is really interesting to me. 
and I, the, the people were talking about the um, the, uh, the the, the uh, feminism aspects of the Barbie movie, but there was a whole other level which wasn't being talked about, and that. Uh, uh, so, so my neighbor was saying, you, you should watch this and look for this when you see it. And I, I, I found it really interesting. Uh, so that when they go into the, into the real world, um, Ken and Barbie are both having people look at them. It makes Ken happy and it makes Barbie uncomfortable. And Ken mentions, yes, it's men. And it's, it's men who do this, this gazing, the, the male gaze, um, at men and at women, and made it was making Ken comfortable and happy, and it was making Barbie less comfortable and less happy. Uh, so it, it it was really interesting to see um, almost like a, a a Greek take on homosexuality as a relation a manly relationship between men in a manly way. Mm-hmm. That this was an ultimate mm-hmm. manly dominant kind of way. So mm-hmm. that suddenly the pinks and the and and the fuchsias in his costume were 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 bright and assertive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not how we normally um think of uh, uh homosexuality as, as as being feminine. You know, male homosexual is seen as being somehow lesser because they're more feminine and mm-hmm. this is seen seen as lesser. And he was saying no. Mm-hmm. I, I I, I am the ultimate man. Mm-hmm. And so when they went back uh, to Barbie land and he took over, he took over as relationships between men didn't need women anymore, entirely left them out. It seemed very much like the way, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the martial spirit of Greece would have mm-hmm. s- taken these things. Fascinating. Women just lower your manliness. And so we don't need them. And so what are we going to do? We're going to have a giant non-lethal fight with each other where we wrestle around on the ground. And this is great. Uh, and, it, and, and it seemed like paradise. They seemed really happy doing that. And, you know, you can, you can, you can see the sort of um, incel paradise in some ways of you, you now long, no, you don't need sex. You just need men. And there's everything you need is there. Uh, and, it was just a very interesting take on how genders are derived, the way we think about gender. I don't really have like a, a larger point to that. It was just something I was observing that the, the movie was covering that hasn't been discussed much. Mm. Uh, and and the, uh, the, the, you know, the, the aspects of, of the difficulties with are, are, are you, you know, trying too hard to be pretty, are you pretty, are you not pretty, all of these things that women deal with on a daily basis was covered, I think, very well. And, you know, shown by the Barbie movie, um, what was happening to Ken, I don't think has is, is, is been as well described. Um, there are some people who dis- describe the entire movie as too binary. Um, but I start to wonder about that, because by, by, by removing sex and just dealing with gender stereotypes, you start being able to have stereotypes not be attached to sex. Mm-hmm. And so you could you can move stereotypes around yeah. and as as costumes that dolls can wear essentially. And mm-hmm. so so you it actually undercuts the binary system in 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 a, in a certain way. It's fascinating. And they they moved through every single costume. Every like single costume. Showed everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Magic earring can. It was delightful the yeah. whole thing. Um so uh, yeah, so I I, I found it uh, interesting in in both defining and undermining gender stereotypes uh, and a discussion of as I was saying personal stereotypes. Um, 
what I've been doing looking at uh, evolutionary history, like deep evolutionary history, is how um, gendered societies form. Uh, so uh, in the great apes, there are um, different ways that uh, uh, groups of great apes can form. And they involve males and females. Uh, and they usually have uh, a dominant male and then some sort of groups of females. But there's one group of great apes that has um, monogamy. They do not have a dominant male. They have a male and female uh, who are just together. These are the, these are the gibbons. Uh, the male is not larger than the female. They're the same size. And it has to do with their resources. So their resources are distributed all throughout the forest. Uh, there's no way to defend them because they're not located in a particular place. Uh, and there's a small amount of fruit in each tree. So when you get to the tree, you just eat the, you eat the fruit. If there's another gibbon in the tree, you don't worry about it. And then you move on to the next tree. That, that resource is going to be depleted before it's worth defending. Hmm. Uh, and so they, they don't need large groups. They have relatively small families. So it's basically a nuclear family, male and a female, uh, and then a few juveniles moving with them in a group. And, and that's it. Uh, interestingly, when uh, I was in, um, in Java, uh, when we went to um, Pangandaran, I uh, went to this uh, forest there where they had uh, the Siamang, which are a kind of gibbon. Uh, and uh, these Siamang had um, uh, uh, access to the garbage dump. Um, again, just like the, the gibbons. A garbage dump. Here we dump it. It's always a garbage well, dump. Well, it changes the amount of resources in, 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 in a society. And so for them, they weren't, they weren't coming up with some sort of gibbon paradise because they were already in a relatively non-hierarchical society. What, what they had now was a defendable resource. Right. And so instead of just these two gibbons and a couple of juveniles, I saw troops of 20, 30 gibbons. It would be really interesting to see if they are starting to make hierarchies in this defendable resource. How is it working? Uh, I didn't see any conflict between them. Do you think them. that defendable resource is still there? Is that garbage dump still a garbage dump? Knowing Indonesia, yes, probably. That might be worth going back to take a look. It would be a place to do a really interesting study uh, because it's 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 there's the garbage cans that you throw your garbage in right before or right after you leave the, the forest. And so it's just the garbage cans right there and then a couple other – it's not a major garbage dump. It's just sort of like garbage. Oh. So it's – if there's any tourists going in and out, this is it tends to accumulate there and they don't always make it into the cans. So there's a bunch of like bags and things and there's strewn stuff and they but have access to it. But enough for 20 to 30 gibbons, you think? That's wow. what I saw. I, wow. I, I saw a troop that should not have existed and um, I, I, I couldn't – I couldn't make out the hierarchies, but I'm sure if you spend some time there, it'll be a lovely place to go. There's great hotels right there. Definitely recommended to do Where this was study. It? Where was it? Pangandaran, Indonesia. Oh, it was in Pangandaran. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Gret's great. Yeah. Love that town. You love that town. And great place to do a study. Anyway, um, there's, there's, this, there's this study w waiting to go on, on, a, on a given society that has never been seen before. So anyway, um, resources uh, are essentially what determines the kind of society that then grows up. Uh, so I was I was giving the example of the Gibbons with monogamy because they 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 don't defend a particular set of resources they just sort of travel around the forest. Uh, as opposed to this, let's say a um, uh, a, uh, a gorilla, a gorilla uh, has uh, distributed resources of leaves, but they're actually going to guard the females. So the females become their resource. 
And so the male guards the females and they move around the forest. They're not guarding any one particular set of food because it's all leaves, but the male is going to be guarding all the females. Now the females want to be with the male because any new male is basically going to rape them as soon as he can. And so as long as they stay with that, fe that male, they're safe. And so the male protects them, is the only one who gets uh, mating opportunities. Um, soon as they come into estuous, he gets to mate with them. Boom, it's over, very easy for them, not a lot of violence, the female's happy, everything's done with. He has a very small penis and very small testicles. No competition, not really about anything other than just quickly mating and you're done. Uh, and so uh, the, 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 the females are highly incentivized to stay with the male and the male is obviously, he gets all the mating opportunities. He's twice as big as the females because to be that dominant silverback gorilla is tremendously important evolutionarily. You're the only one who gets the mating opportunities. And so he has to be the biggest possible gorilla uh, to, 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 to win and basically get a harem. Uh, and so that is one form of, uh, uh, of, of primate polygamy. There's a very similar one that orangutans do. Orangutans, the male is also twice the size of the female. Um, but what the orangutans are doing is the females are each essentially in their own little patch of forest. So they're living in, say, a bunch of durian trees. And there'll be a female and she'll move around maybe 10 trees in a small area that are producing a lot of fruit. And she's actually guarding her area. And there'll be a bunch of different females in these little patches. And they're each guarding their patch of fruit against the other females. And then the male is guarding all of them. So like the silverback gorilla, he has maybe 10, 20 females um, and a territory. Uh, but instead of moving around through leaves, which are all sort of the same value, each one of these females is guarding a high value area and he's guarding all of them. So it's another form of polygamy. The male is also twice the size of a female, but it's a slightly different arrangement. And so these are um, uh, generally uh, 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 male-centered polygamy uh, where the um, females are coming in, are um, going to be uh, uh, related to other ones in this group, and then the male comes in from the outside. Uh, so the, a group of females that a male is guarding tend to be related to each other, and then the male is coming in from the outside so um, this, that, that, that sort of, uh, you know, male-centered male polygamy like that. In chimpanzees, you have what is called um, uh, multi-male polygamy. So chimpanzees, uh, the, the, the males are brothers. And they're all guarding a very large territory because in this territory are lots of um, fruit trees and other, uh, you know, worthwhile sources of, of food. Um, it's guardable, but it's pretty big and you need help. So one male can't guard it on his own. And so he needs to work with brothers. And the reason you want to work with your brothers is because they have your same genes. And so even if you don't get a baiting opportunity by guarding this large this large area with your brother, you're supporting your, your brother's genes passing. So they have multi-male uh, communities that are much larger. So these can be 60, 80 individuals. So you'll have a, a large number of males guarding a large number of females and a large But it's territory. basically the mafia. It's something like the mafia. Um, the they, family runs it. The family runs it, but it's, but it's, but it's, the males are all related as opposed to say uh, in the, in the, um, the gorillas or the, or the orangutans where the females are related mm -hmm. and, a, and, a, and a big male comes in. In this, the males are there, females come from the outside. 
And so a female comes in. Genetically, don't you always have to have someone from the outside? Someone has to come from the outside, right. but there's different ways it can be arranged. Right, right. Um, and so in this case, the female comes from another troop, uh, usually uh, is going to be accepted in when she is reproductively ready. So she goes into estrus. She has a giant pink sexual swelling that everyone can see. Um, she is accepted in. Every male has sex with her in the troop. Every single male. Every single male, multiple times. Um, and then she's accepted into the troop. And there's, 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 yeah, she has to be accepted with the females. And she has to be accepted with the males. And there's some, you know, going back and forth. But mainly the initiation is a gangbang uh, to be initiated into the group. Uh, uh, and this happens to the junior females. The more senior females form alliances with each other and with the males. And when they start coming into estrus, they sneak into the woods and will have a friend that they've been helping up through the hierarchy. So they'll, they'll back a male uh, to move up through the hierarchy, become uh, more powerful. Uh, and so that male will be high in the hierarchy and then they'll sneak away together. And so she won't have to have sex with every single male in the group. She will be able to just pick who she wants. And then that person can protect her because he's higher in the hierarchy. So this is very much sort of Machiavellian, toing and froing where you are. And if you're at the bottom, you have sex with everyone. And the, the, the males at the bottom also have fewer opportunities. So it's mostly the And the, the fact top. that as they get older, they change that means they don't like that. They don't like it. They never liked it. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. Yeah. So these are the systems that we are based on. We are sort of amalgams of these things. When we moved on to the Serengeti, males were twice the size of females. Uh, when we became Homo erectus hunters, uh, males were about 20% bigger than the females, about the same distance difference between a male uh, chimpanzee and a female chimpanzee. So we went from vegetarians, essentially, who had to guard uh, a group of females and the male got all the mating. So we basically went from gorillas to chimpanzees. We started as chimpanzees, we transitioned to a more gorilla-like lifestyle, mm -hmm. and then we transitioned back to a chimp lifestyle. So these are all flexible mm -hmm. ways of living that we can change in response to our environment. We can change evolutionarily, actually change our size over time, mm -hmm. uh, but also behaviorally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so this is, again, what I'm talking about was the sort of flexibility of, of, of gendered stereotypes, but now I'm talking about it more of a societal level. And uh, I like to think about it in terms of the kinds of organizations we make for ourselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so the dentist's office or the doctor's office classically is one big silverback gorilla doctor and a whole bunch of nurses and secretaries working under them. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's almost always that situation. Now, very frequently, as time goes on, that doctor will retire, often be replaced by a female. But she will now be a female silverback gorilla. The, the whole hierarchy remains the same. Very few males at the lower ends, no matter what. Um, so the, the, the shape of the hierarchy essentially remains the same. Whether you have a male or a female, like XY or XX, mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Because they're essentially filling that same um, societal gendered stereotype. So uh, that's one form of, of, of sort of way that society can work. We can, have, we can have the big silverback at the top with a bunch of females under them. And there, there are many organizations that sort of amount to that. Um, my classroom is, is, is somewhat similar to that at this point. I have, I have mostly female students. I'm the male at the front. Now, obviously there are female teachers. I think there's 
maybe almost exactly the same number as male teachers. I haven't done the, the math, but we're not a we're not a undiverse department. But in 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 terms of like a primate behavior, it's very much like this one big male at the front and the females all learning, even if those females are male and even if that male is a female. <laughs> so, you know, these 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 are societal stereotypes that we work within that have nothing to do with our personal genders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they need to be addressed in a similar way that we're addressing our personal genders. I don't know how to do that, mm. but I think that these create artificial hierarchies. They make us comfortable, mm. right? So they make they make us feel good that we're protected by this silverback gorilla. Um, I think this is what a lot of people are running to Trump for. He's the silverback gorilla, and they, we, we all want to feel comfortable. And we want him, the big daddy, to tell us what to do. And he's literally a large guy, and he's going to protect us from all of these things, particularly weirdness with gender, um, and all of the things that make us feel uncomfortable. Um, he's 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 going to be this really big daddy protecting us all. So this is something that we seek in our lives for stability. What other kinds of gendered societal organizations do we have? Think about all the things that call themselves a band of brothers, okay? This is the chimpanzee society. So armies, gangs, football teams, all of these things, they tend to be really rapey. Think of frats, okay? Frats literally means brothers, okay? So the new female coming in gets abused by the whole group. I suspect this is why frats have hazing. The new person coming in isn't literally a female, they're, they're the new person, they're, 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 the, they're the, the pledge or whatever, but they're then abused by the entire group to make them part of the group. This is something that's very deep in our psychology, is the way we move into these brother, brother groups. Brotherhoods. Yeah, yeah so, so um, for example, uh, 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 Silicon Valley has tried to be very um, unhierarchical. They have tend to have open floor plans. Everyone's working at the same, in sort of in the same open area. They tend to be very masculine and they tend to be really abusive of women coming into this situation. I suspect if a woman has been there for a while that she gets accepted into the group, she works herself into the hierarchy, she could figure out a way to no longer be abused and have made alliances with certain of the males there so that she can fit into the entire group. I suspect that we are playing out these same gender societal stereotypes over and over and over again, and we seek them out because they make us feel comfortable, Um, but that these can be addressed the same way we do our our personal stereotypes. Um, You know, not just moving a a female into a male situation Mm -hmm. and then just it's the same situation. It just mm-hmm. happens to be a female, but actually looking at these hierarchical relationships, how are we dealing with each other? Uh, are, are there ways to be closer to say the gibbons, right? So gibbons really have equality between males and females. They're literally the same size. They, they have the same access to resources. They don't have, no one's raping anyone. They make an alliance and they're the same size because you can't physically dominate the other. Uh, and while we still have sizes between the sexes, um, and this has definitely historically been something males do, right? We dominate females by raping them. We dominate societies by raping the other society. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is absolutely sexual violence is part of dominance, and it is part of uh, something that is done on purpose. And we have been doing this for a long time. Definitely on purpose, yes. Uh, we need to think about this in a more egalitarian uh, sort of sexual stereotype role in, 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 in terms of um, the way the gibbons are, where 
uh, where we have equal access to these resources and we become comfortable as essentially uh, monogamous units. I would really like to see what these gibbons are doing in Pangandaran. Are they now comfortable with each other in a larger group? Can pairs of gibbons, as long as they don't have to fight for the same resources, have this non-hierarchical relationship in a larger organization? I don't know. It'd be really interesting to yeah. find out. Yeah. I think it's something as humans that we could work on. I think we can be, you know, dyads seem to work very well with humans. Uh, multiple dyads start to get complicated. Mm -hmm. You know, five, six and people in a group. Deep. Yeah, things, 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 things can things can get weird. Um, but I think it is possible to have groups without a leader who is either a, a silverback or a bunch of male rapists. You know, <laughs> those are basically our two models right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and, and, and the other, other model that we have in our lineage is, is monogamy with equality between the sexes. And it's, it's right there. Uh, we just don't know how to make that into a larger organization with more resources. Especially while fighting an entire culture and civilization that is against it. Well, the males are still larger than females and polygamy is one of the most common human mating systems. It's not the one that most people are doing. Uh, but it is one that um, if you just count the number of societies, monogamy versus polygamy, there are more polygamous societies than there are monogamous societies. Really? Just in terms of numbers of societies, not mm. numbers of people in them. Uh, because okay. many, many traditional societies are polygamous and there's lots of traditional societies. Um, however, there is, uh, there, from a sort of economic standpoint, there are uh, destabilizing and automatic inequalities built into polygamy. Mm -hmm. So in societies like uh, Sudan, uh, in, 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 in northern Sudan, um, I, I, older males tend to have multiple uh, uh, wives. Mm -hmm. uh, this causes an automatic instability in the entire society. One, um, it means that uh, younger males do not have a wife. Any wives. And... Uh, they then tend to go and try and steal them from South Sudan. And so we have this constant um, battling between, uh, the, you know, the Janjaweed and, and, and uh, uh, groups, groups in, in Southern Sudan where they're trying to essentially steal women from. Partly created simply by their particular um, uh, polygamous system. Literally going to steal a woman and hold her captive to be your wife? Yes. Yes, this this was probably the first resource that could be easily stolen. Um, so once once you have farming, you know you can steal whole grain silos. But before farming, the main source of conflict would have been stealing women, um, and and you see that in in, in pre farming societies uh, still. And, and it's it's a destabilizing um, uh, factor. As soon as you have polygamy, you have young men who either need to be killed <laughs> or find a wife. So they might as well go fight for one. Yeah. Uh, and, and so that, that, that's what a lot of human history has been. Uh, and it's, um, you could imagine groups of young men working together like brothers to go bring wives in, or you could imagine one really strong one going and getting a bunch of, of females. It's usually within a group, the, the, the strong one gets the females from the group. And it's usually a group of young men working together to go to depose that to cloak to, to another group uh, and steal uh, their uh, women. Yes. And so those group of that group of young men working together tends to go with a chimp model. Mm -hmm. uh, tends to be rapey and tends to be brothers. And related, right. And the 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 uh, model for within the 
society tends to be the king, mm-hmm. right? He's the silverback gorilla and he's mm-hmm. got his harem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so those are sort of the, 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 the two ways we generally exist. And neither one of those systems is egalitarian or is good for women, that's for but, sure. But, 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 but I don't think it's good for men either. I think an egalitarian system uh, is, is more efficient in every way. Uh, and it's and less abu- stressful. An, ab- an abusive system is not good for the exactly. abuser or the abuser. Exactly, it's- exactly. To be to be one of those, you know, young men who has to either get killed or like go into a battle and 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 then live with something they they acquired through rape. Um, you know, none of it sounds yeah. good. None of it. Rape rape literally means to carry away. Uh, mm. it, it's it's not a, it's actually not sexual. It's just that's assumed. Mm. Uh, but the rape of the Sabines, like literally, you see them picking up the women and running off with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, rapacious, uh, you know, the, the idea of grabbing, <laughs> raptor, the the claws of the raptor grab yeah. something. Yeah, it's all all the same word. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, talk a little bit about sort of our deep history and relate it to. Um, I, I, the personal sexual I mean, that, stereotypes that's, that's, within Barbie, and then talk about societal ones. And, and, and you know, you 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 say that the that the, the the possible seeds for change are are also in our evolutionary history. Absolutely, they are. You you what was the what was the the prior podcast where we discussed the 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 other garbage dump? Right, right, right. When we talked about that was that was just the hierarchy of the baboons. And we were talking but, about, but it was a whole baboon civilization. Baboon that civilization was, that was isolated right. from from the others and lived completely differently. And and they and they and they ended up with a matriarchal system where the where the women were deciding who got to bite whom. So 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 much of much of what we see as our evolutionary evolutionarily defined behaviors are actually not just they're not it's not immutable it's it's it's, based, not immutable. it's, it's based on environment combined with personality it's, it's resources not, and 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 how the society works if and the resources change, change or the environment change changes you can change behaviors absolutely even, even in the animal world even not, in the animal world these this, are not fixed none of this be, stuff is fixed it has to be possible to change these things that we see as completely immutable yeah, that so i guess that's sort of what i was trying to get at with it, with this whole thing is is how um, uh, we're now exploring changing personal stereotypical gender behavior. We need to do this at a societal level and understand how we're doing yeah, these things. But, but what you're talking about is that to be able to, to, to have a completely different societal mode of behavior, we need to somehow change our environment or change something fundamental in the things that we're reacting to and have to live with. Like it's, well, we have changed our environment. You know, we, 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 women started going to work. Uh, they have access to, to all the resources. We're not, we're not fighting for women. That's not how you get a woman. You don't need to be bigger than the other men anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Being bigger than women is not the only way you have sex with them. Uh, so we, we really have changed our environment and we can change. And, 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 we, and, we, and we've moved more towards monogamy, yeah, right? Yeah. So in, in, in many ways, we're moving towards a more gibbon-like society, but we tend to do it at the individual level. We form these little dyads. We form nuclear families. We need, we need to think about this on the, on the larger societal levels. But I love, I love, the, I love the, I mean, I, I, the, 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 the message of almost every episode that we've done is that, you know, we need to understand evolution to understand why sometimes we do things that are that seem against our best interest right. because of evolution but but what you're saying here is that evolution also 
will can show us a path to 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 be different. These are flexible behaviors, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And and what seems to be written in stone is not and never has been. That's great. Yeah. 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 That's a lovely message. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you.